0: Welcome to Questions from the Closet. I'm Ben Shalati. And I'm Charlie Bird. Each episode, we discuss a question we're commonly asked as LGBTQ plus Latter-day Saints. We're not trying to answer this question or come to a consensus, but simply sharing our perspectives. Today's question is, how do I foster a more secure relationship with God? Ben and I are not terribly diverse, and we share many opinions and life experiences. For example, we are both in our 30s oh my gosh we're almost the same age uh, however there are some pretty <laughs> big differences uh for example charlie just entered his 30s and i'm on my way out of my 30s i turned 30 last week uh what no it was not last week it was, it was like two weeks ago yeah So well they it, don't know when we're recording it doesn't super matter <laughs> but you were born the same day that my parents got baptized mm-hmm. not the same year but you tell me that every year it's a fun fact <laughs> that
1: <laughs> is It feels, I don't really feel different at all being 30, but I was a little bit, I didn't want to tell people I was 30. Why not? The reason's not because I want to be viewed as young, but it's because people are always like so impressed by how much I know being so young and everyone
0: guesses I'm 26. So if they know I'm 30, then they'll expect more of me. (laughs) Yes, clearly. (laughs) So that has nothing to do with the looks. Yeah. And I'll be 40 in February. (gasps) How does that feel? uh 40 in february yeah maybe we can do like a hallmark movie about that (laughs) we have to save the community center um yeah anyway uh that's enough about our ages um we would like to write a variety of we like to write so let me just do that again
1: then it seems like you're getting a little flustered talking about turning 40
0: (laughs) uh, hey right now we're both 30 okay in our thirties. yeah It's just turning forty is a big deal. (laughs) I'm like thirty in nine days, and you're (laughs) thirty-nine. Okay, so I have a friend. When she turned forty, she was still single. So her parents and her whole family threw her uh, like a wedding reception Mm -hmm. because, like, well, you didn't get married, so we're going to just throw the wedding reception we would have thrown just for you.
1: So like everyone can buy her pots and pans.
0: Yeah, it was it was lovely and fun and not offensive, just cute. (laughs) Well, let's do that for you and put you in a wedding dress. Great. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, we'd like to write a variety of voices and perspectives. So today, we're joined by Tammy Combs. Hey, Tammy. Hi. Great. So tell us a bit about yourself, Tammy.
2: Uh oh, yeah, I should have prepped for that. Um, I was born and raised in Anchorage, Alaska.
0: That's so far away from here.
1: Yeah. You know that fits. Just it from you, just from what I know about yourself, yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, she is from Alaska. Correct. Do
0: you know Sarah Palin? No. Okay.
2: No. And I also don't know anybody with that accent.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that felt
2: mm-hmm. very like North Dakota-ish, but yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Let's move forward, <laughs> shall we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Right, well. I've been here for a long time. Like, I moved down here the most recent time in 2002, so. Very but I still feel like I have to say that I'm from Alaska because it's novel and cool.
0: Yeah, but. it is cool. And, yeah. and tell us what you do or have done for money.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, this is where I wish I were more interesting. Um,
0: A copy editor? Yeah,
2: no. Um, yeah, I do. Well, I just started writing children's books. Is that why you're trying to, like, segue in for me?
0: Uh, well, I'm giving you the opportunity to yeah. share what you do.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I just... I just published my first children's book on anxiety called roger and the worst thing that's cool so yeah without it's on amazon
0: uh, without spoiling it what 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 happens
2: uh so the the it starts by saying that like some kids have anxiety monsters some have you know worry bugs but he has the worst thing and um and it's an actual like here i'll show you have a, Have a, Am I on this camera then, this one? Show the camera. Yeah, so there you go. So <laughs> the worst thing is this, uh, it's this guy that follows him around, basically. Oh my goodness. So there's like a, and he's just always telling him the worst thing that can happen. And oh, so then he has nice. this, he has an experience where he hears something at school about uh, a best, someone saying that their turtle, their pet turtle at show and tell is the best thing. And so he started thinking, of the, hey, is there a best thing? And- and then there is the best thing and it's the worst thing's brother and and so then he tries to figure out which of those two things is right like who do i believe then and it's actually neither of them it's their sister the actual thing and then so then it just goes into how you have That's to cute. you can't really know uh, what's going to happen until it happens and yeah so anyway yeah i just spoiled the whole entire thing but
0: yeah i like it yeah i'm followed around by the best thing you that he's makes talking sense. about me
2: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure please charlie wishes he could follow <laughs> yeah uh lovely thank yeah. you for sharing about that yeah uh what inspired you to write it
2: uh just like my life basically yeah i mean i think i i i do both i'm pretty i'm a pretty even mix i'm probably 60 40 worst thing best thing as far as what i ruminate on but Amen. yeah and then just realizing that it, neither of those does really any good, so yeah. Cool.
1: What is your connection to the queer community?
2: Uh, yeah. So I came out as gay. I knew that I was gay since like third grade. I made a joke at the at the conference that I had a, I had a crush on my third grade teacher. Um,
0: She's referring to the Gather conference.
2: It's a Gather conference, yes. Um, and uh, Miss Atkins, and she was single, but that it didn't work out. Um, and then uh i started therapy like two years ago uh because i knew i was living really really fear-based and about a year ago uh ag- against my will no i i finally admitted that i was non-binary so cool so that's well, been the fun
0: yeah what was that process like
2: yeah not fun
0: oh
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: tell us more about the not fun process.
2: the not fun part of it um
0: yeah the best part of it or the best part of it just, yeah just tell us about it
2: i don't i don't know if i know well no that's not true the the best part of it is what what we're going to talk about is that it it completely like it was it was this the starting point of a complete change of my relationship with heavenly father so um the but but really really hard to just say out loud and admit and uh yeah and I almost didn't like there was a point in therapy where because my therapist had me like write a letter to, you know, during like a hard period of, of my childhood. And so I was writing the letter and writing all this stuff down. And I and I realized at a point, I'm like, oh, this is the first time that I had this thought. And I'm like, I'm I'm not writing that down. And I didn't write it down. And then I went and this is the first time we'd ever done this sort of exercise. And and then uh she had me read it out loud, which was horrible, and I had no idea that that was even on the table, or I would have written something completely
0: different. <laughs> something to please the therapist. What yeah, it? No right. Yes. Yeah, and uh, therapists love when you do that. They for sure, <laughs> yeah, do. You yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So, I as I was reading it out loud, I hit the point where I had that thought, and I just paused, and I'm like, "This is it. Like, I can, I can not admit this, and and we can just move on, or I can just say the." what felt like the hardest thing imaginable and so i said it and uh yeah and then it it obviously changed the trajectory of uh where therapy was going for
1: yeah. still oh, that's really great i also just realized that me and ben both refer to you with she pronouns is that i how, how did you feel about that
2: yeah i don't I, I don't know okay i haven't figured out pronouns yet which okay. is a I feel like I should, uh, you know, especially being on here, that I should. And I think it's really helpful I to should think so. on yourself. Well, uh, yeah. I think that's really good. To, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a process. Generally speaking, uh, female pronouns make me uncomfortable, but not tremendously uncomfortable.
1: Okay. So, well, thank you for sharing that. We will, yeah. we will I, adjust accordingly. No I,
2: I don't know that any of them feel comfortable, so whatever. Just awkwardly try not to use pronouns at all.
1: That's we'll say Tammy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there you go. Yeah.
1: I knew Tammy was from Alaska. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I sort of had this hierarchy in, in my mind of uh, difficulty for other people. Because, again, this is what I've been trying to process is is not worrying so much what other people think. And um, and transgender, or just trans, felt like uh, the scariest thing for other people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
2: um on on like the scary scale it felt like that was that was the worst and and that non-binary was maybe like right under that and not quite as bad Mm -hmm. and um and sort of like when when i came out gay like when i told my parents that i actually said like same gender attraction not i didn't say gay because it felt like that was like not quite as bad to to say I'm not saying if that's true or not, but that was like my perception.
0: Yeah, Tanya, I want to make a jump with something you said. So you said yes. you you talk about yourself in ways to make other people feel more comfortable, for sure. And the leap I'm going to make is it sounds like you also have done that with God.
2: Yeah. Well, yes. So if we want to make the segue, I will. I'll tell you. Um, my my therapist for the first year that I started going had me read uh, the book Attached. Um, which I brought a copy of just to show. I don't know if you want me to hold it up or yeah, not, let's but. let's do it. Uh, <laughs> which I didn't write
0: the audio listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, this would be great. Uh, and what's her name? Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. Uh, just attached period. The cover for those that can't see it has uh, like two little heart or two magnets that kind of make the shape of a heart. Um,
0: it's a very clever design. It
2: is very clever. Yeah, simple.
0: Classic. So you're an you're an attachment expert.
2: No. Yeah, I want to make sure. No, I'm a little scared about that part. But this has been it made it, uh It was a huge eye opener for me, just because I'm anxiously attached and, and kind of thought I was a crazy person. Uh, doesn't necessarily preclude me from being a crazy person. Um, but it really helped me understand, like, my interactions with with just other people. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really, I didn't even think for um, until until after uh, coming out non-binary, I didn't even think about even having an attachment style with God. Like that didn't even occur to me at all. Um, but uh, that the the coming out and and accepting the the non-binary part of me, which felt, uh, I mean, I. I know it's bad to judge this way but it but it felt like the the ugliest truth about me and and so admitting that uh made me start thinking about um heavenly father more uh we did in therapy we did um some emdr therapy which i don't for sure can't talk like an expert on that um but but ended up having some of Really, the most spiritual experiences of my entire life uh and the with the core message be feeling like a revelation from heavenly Father of just uh who I don't know if I can uh, this is where it's lame that it's on video too and not not just uh, sound um that that he loved me exactly the way that i am that there's that there's not an expectation to change that um i had a a very a very tender moment of of him calling me his child uh and and believing it in a way and this is what sounds ridiculous and i recognize it sounds ridiculous in that there's no part of me that's thought god didn't know this and that me saying it out loud he's like oh my goodness well if we only had known um I, I i i don't believe this is a surprise to him at all but i believe that um that me accepting it and and feeling that he loved me made it possible for me to actually believe that in a way that that i hadn't before um and I think I had some expectations that that he had expectations of my changing, or I needed to to do more things right, or, um, or just be different, be healed from this, and realizing that uh, that that's not his expectation.
1: It sounds like you exposed a scary part of yourself and kind of anticipated some sort of negative reaction from your creator. Yeah, and instead felt love
2: yeah and
0: that was really profound to you
2: hugely profound yeah life-changing
0: profound what is it about remembering this, this experience right now that's bringing up all that emotion it's just uh i
2: like actually feeling how much heavenly father loves us is oh can be overwhelming and and it it just increased on a level that i i hadn't experienced before and and i uh and it's i sort of i sort of joke that i i have like proxy secure attachment for everybody like it's not it it wasn't just uh oh i know god loves me it was that oh i know god loves everyone Mm -hmm. like everyone more than and more than we can just know and i i made a joke uh i know sister missionaries are allowed to wear pants now and we Mm won't discuss helps that I I'm very happy for that that they are allowed to do that
1: and you that. You, you mourn for yourself I you mourn, for, mourn myself, for the younger yeah. you uh
2: but I feel like uh if I if I could serve a mission right now just to help people realize that God loves them exactly the way that they are uh and and we're confident enough in that that the anxiety of like trying to do all the right things goes away I like I would I would do that in a heartbeat.
1: As you talk about this experience, feeling overwhelmed by God's love, I just think it's beautiful because I've had experiences like that. And like you, I almost don't even know what to say because it's so difficult to conceptualize. Like, yeah, possible to conceptualize the expanse of love and how personal it is, and how, um, like detailed. But it's like, even saying that just seems ridiculous because it's so much, it's so so granular of a love. It's so like thorough. Yeah. It's really beautiful. I also am really fascinated that you read this book on attachment theory and pulled it to your relationship with God. And I think just for any listeners who aren't familiar with this, I'll give some context. Um, This book is like, it's a theory of attachment. And most people um, kind of study this or start thinking about this Due to like romantic relationships and that's where the book is like stemmed from like yes how the ways basically it's like how whatever trauma or life experiences you've had that cause you to react to people and relationships in certain ways and how that can interact with other people's ways that they react and they kind of give four attachment styles which is secure attachment Anxious attachment, avoidant attachment, and anxious avoidant attachment. Yeah. Um for the, those poor souls. Yeah. The latter one, <laughs> that's me, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is it really?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Like my husband's over there and he's like uh <laughs> shaking his head. Um hi. Um but and actually From working with a lot of um, LGBTQ members of the church, it seems like many are anxious, avoidant, which in the book is like, this is super rare. But I think this idea of like, um, I don't know, I could talk about this later. Uh, I'll come back to it. But anyway, so these four attachment styles, and then you read the book and it kind of tells you like, it kind of normalizes the experience of what you're feeling. Like you said, you felt crazy. Yes. And you felt like you were always trying to like, Become smaller and do anything you could to make anybody else comfortable and kind of like cross your own boundaries. Yeah, and we'll pretend to-
2: like that's all in the past. Yes, yes, past yeah. me. And, yes.
1: and so I think I mean when I read it, I was like, oh, like this isn't just me being like so hard to figure out. This is like there's a reason for this in the way I'm reacting these ways. And then depending on who your partner is, yeah. you can just deci- like figure out how to make adjustments in the way you interact with them and the way you communicate to go for a more secure attachment right um and i think it sounds like within the the concept of like like within the this framework you're saying our creator is a securely attached being yeah and you've learned that you're more anxiously attached to god and so
2: or yeah or for sure was yeah. yeah with everybody i think i was i was maybe the poster child for anxious attachment yeah like yeah.
1: well you literally I was wrote maybe the best you literally wrote the book on child anxiety <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes it's,
1: it's, um but i think that's really fascinating to to say like cuz a lot of times like being an i don't know maybe i know too much about the book i don't want to no keep going oh well, yeah it's a great it, book it it is a great book and it it sounds like being an anxiously attached person you were anticipating god to be like a punisher like someone that you had to please someone that was impossible to please and that you kind of had to hide from yeah and like almost couldn't believe that he was secure because of where you were
2: yeah uh yeah i think that is that that's for sure I i think i i think i worried a lot about um and again, I, I don't I don't know how much to to get into the actual attachment theory, but but anxiously attached people can, you know, they'll like feel like they can notice little things that that, you know, trigger uh, and that the the triggering anxious attachment was the like having a name for it is what was super helpful at the beginning for me, like leaving God out of it, just being able to say, oh, when I start feeling insecure about something or whatever, I just being able to go, oh, yeah, my anxious attachment is, like, activated right now, which sounds like the Wonder Twins, and you guys are too young to know who the Wonder Twins were, but there was a really... They sound
1: amazing. One. Yeah. We're in our 30s. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs>
2: I am not in my 30s, yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think I, think I was uh, insecure in my relationship with Heavenly Father. That being said, um, like, I used to make... Here's a good example. I used to make a joke um, that I thought was really funny that I would tell people... I know I know that God loves me. I just don't think He likes me very much because, uh, and we're not commanded ever to like people. Like nowhere in the scriptures are we commanded to like people because it's harder. Like I think you can love people easier than you can like them. So I would make that that joke and think it was funny, um, and I can't I can't like make that joke anymore because I, um, I because I just don't I don't believe that. Uh, but yeah, in the. I was worried a lot about um, I like scrupulosity, which I'm sure you guys have talked about before. Um, kind we of have, like,
0: we actually haven't done an episode on that, but it has come up.
2: Uh, oh yeah, we so, like the the OCD of you know religious things. Um, I'm not. I maybe not. Uh, I probably don't go through the the like physical motions of uh, OCD scrupulosity, but more just like the mental. Am I am I doing enough and and thinking about things that I should have done better or more? And and then when you realize you're you're gay and you can't do anything that's going to change that, um, which I think some people have that realization earlier than others. <laughs> but um all, all those things were just uh, like, how can I perform? You know, what can I do to to be better and worried that I couldn't? do enough of those things and i worried a lot about getting a an answer to something to make sure i was doing the right thing like i have to i have to pray and get an answer um and worried if i if i did the wrong thing again knowing that i could repent but just feeling like well yeah but 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 that's if i mess up and i really need to like try to not mess up and Mm -hmm. um so so yeah it's been what happened like recognizing that that heavenly father has secure attachment with me um knowing that he knows all of the ugly things and and is okay with that i just i have a lot less anxiety like like now i care more about not more i almost exclusively just care about my relationship with heavenly father not not my checklist of am i doing you know all or all of the things I'm supposed to be and none of the things, you know, that I'm, my response to the word of wisdom temple recommend question is usually telling them, they ask the question and then I'm like, well, I don't do any of the things I'm not supposed to do, but I probably don't do enough of the things that I am supposed to do, you know, like I'm not eating fruits in their season, like, you know, all the time. And I eat meat, like, daily.
1: I will say, I ate an apple yesterday, and it was so good. And it
2: was so good.
1: And Ryan was like, yeah, it's because it's apple season. Yeah. I
0: was like, oh, yeah. yeah.
2: It is a thing, <laughs> I know. It's it good. I need to spend more time on that. <laughs> and, but, and
0: then Andrew Bishop was probably like, it's just a yes or no.
2: <laughs> I know. They're like, we don't need this much information. <laughs> yeah. like, wait till the other questions don't. <laughs> um, so, yeah. it's Mostly, it's just been... Um, I, I would get... I feel like I'm all over the place. You edit this or something, right? Um, yeah,
1: the- not actually. We have oh, decided to not edit this episode. So, okay,
2: so we've lost <laughs> listeners anyway, so I can say whatever I want. Um, the now I just lost
1: my train of thought. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, you're. That's good. my fault. Well, I, I had a, a thought as you were talking. Um, the part of the I, I like the idea that God is securely attached to us. And as you study attachment theory, the securely attached person, it's like you can become a securely attached person. Like if you're anxious or avoidant or anxious avoidant, you're not always there. You can make changes to become more securely yes. attached in your relationship. Or for sure improve, yes. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and I think um, just the way you've talked about your journey kind of like signifies that you're becoming more securely attached to God as you like enter this space. I think it's really pretty Um, And then, but the securely attached person, the reason they're secure is because the way they communicate with their partner is what the partner needs. And so, like, for example, the anxiously attached person needs, like, almost what most people, what some people would consider, like, over-communication. Yes. And, like, a lot of validation and... Reassurance. Reassurance. Uh And it's cool to see that when you talk to God, that's what God gave to you. Yeah, was what you needed. And then like with an avoidantly attached person, the secure person just like maintains boundaries and stays there and like doesn't freak out if their partner pulls away from them. And it's just like,
2: in fact, they freak out the opposite. Right. An avoidant person freaks out if somebody tries to get too close.
1: Well, I mean, the the securely attached person won't be like super triggered or try to like manipulate the person to come back. They're just like, hey, I'm here. Right. I'm going to be here for you whenever you're ready yeah and communicate and so i it's just it's cool because and it makes me i guess like see a new side of the personal nature of god's love for us because he knows who we are and communicates with us that way
2: yeah yeah well and uh the other thing it it talks about is like that a securely attached person is fine reassuring an anxious person like they they yeah. understand that they're anxious and and they're fine doing that they're not going to get like disgusted and and tired of, of uh-huh. giving that and yeah right and i think i worried somewhat about that especially especially like as gay members of the church there's a lot of praying for repetitive things that there's maybe not going to be a solution for and mm-hmm. so it's it's very comforting to to feel reassured that he's that he's not he's not ever up there going oh, this again you i think know, i think we see that i feel
1: better with a lot of people we've interviewed some people have been like like praying to god and like so worried that if they do anything wrong then god's going to hate them and you know like really be anxious about that relationship as it relates to their orientation while others are like oh i don't even i'm not even going to ask god that because i don't want the answer so i'm going to run away and i'm going to avoid that oh, right and and then you have some people that are mixed of both so it is like i don't know if you can perfectly apply this framework to like religious relationships right um or like relationship with deity i guess but it is really interesting to see how like Mm -hmm. even just in a lot of the people i've talked to it there do seem to be these different attachment styles and inferring that god isn't secure so that they have to like go a certain direction like either inferring that god's chasing them so they have to run or inferring that god is running away from them, so they have to chase god right the first being avoidant, the second being anxious.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's as as you've all been talking. It's been inter- inter- interesting to think that it seems like your start to this more secure relationship with God was just your complete honesty. Yeah, and that can be such a scary thing because you know you mentioned Charlie that uh, people will say things to so us like, "Well, I don't want to ask God because I don't want to know the answer," and that's always been kind of confusing to me. But mm-hmm. like, well, why wouldn't you want to know? Yeah, right. Because uh, God loves you perfectly, and whatever God has to say, like, yeah, let's go with that. Um, but I, I think I, I come from a place of a more secure attachment style, so I feel like God loves me, has my back, and so I want to know the answers. I, I want to know yeah. um, how He sees me and, and feels about me. Um, but it really sounds like, like, like the the start to having a secure attachment a relationship with God is trusting that He has the secure attachment, and then and then being willing to just expose all of ourselves to Him. Do you have to communicate your needs? and you have to communicate your honest needs in the
1: in like a romantic relationship in the yeah. the actual framework and it just makes sense that you'd have to communicate actually who you are to God to figure out how what like to find the way he's going to communicate with you
2: yeah well and again i this was one of the things that that came up on the on the panel at the gather conference too was uh i think i think i had the initial you know just relief of of admitting that and and you know god knowing that i knew and was open with it and uh but really the the thing that that effectuated the change was that my prayers totally changed and um the the example that i've that i gave there and that i've given before is like is like journals like i'm not a good journal writer um but every time I do write in them, there's always a part of me that's like somebody at some time is actually going to read this and and so there's there's somewhat of a filter there uh of maybe not being totally honest and I think my prayers were were like that before again very honest and and well intentioned but not not ugly honest and and uh and not. To where it was just communicating this, like, instead of help me want things that you want me to want, help me to, you know, for the, you know, things to be easier or, or again, like what I felt like my needs were. Instead, it, instead, what happened with my prayers was just, just talking to him about how I felt and, and just, just to communicate, not for any other, any other reason other than that other than this is what i'm feeling right now this is the super honest truth of what i'm feeling right now and and uh and it just completely changed my my prayers
0: yeah so a secure prayer with god is total honesty total honesty yeah well and what you're saying reminded
1: me of mindfulness like the actual present moment which is like how which is like the antidote to anxiety, right? Yes. And so the secure prayer is like saying, this is actually what's happening right now. And it's not me worrying about what's going to happen or dwelling on what did happen. Like, God, this is who I am and where I'm at now. Yeah. And and there's just so much progress and connection that can come from that.
2: Yeah. I've What I've noticed, um, especially the last uh, couple of months, so he gave me some time, was I feel like I get little friendly rebukes a lot more often and rebukes for me before would have like I would have been in a shame spiral like oh no you're right I'm terrible I I really I like I know better than that and I should do better than that and that's the road that I would go down and and so kindly he he didn't rebuke me tons before because I was doing a very good job of of doing that myself and and so now uh I feel like I get them frequently and and they are like small and very kind. And my, my reaction is normally to kind of laugh at, at first, you know, I'll get it. I'll be like, you're totally right. That is so true. Okay. And we'll work on that. But
1: that reminds me of me with my siblings. Like a lot of times we just like, we have super tight relationships and so we can check each other all the time. And it, right. it, we, no one ever takes it bad. Yeah. Whereas if someone else said the same thing, we'd be like, "What." <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you <can> get defensive <laughs> but or like whatever. Yeah. But
1: like the security in the relationship yeah. allows for improvement at a more accelerated rate.
2: Yeah. And no doubt of uh, you know, where that our relationship is still fine. It's just have you thought about this? <laughs> Without
1: know? resentment or yeah, like
2: and it's so like there's such a there's such a, a reassurance of of that to feel like he's um that he's talking to me.
0: Yeah, can I share an example of like what a secure prayer had looked like for me once? Yeah, uh, so back when I was living in Tucson, I felt really inspired to start a stake-sponsored support like LGBTQ support group. So I talked to my stake president about it. He liked it. Uh, he talked to the area authority. He liked it. Talked to all the uh, stake presidents of Tucson. They all liked it. We wrote up this charter. It was approved by the area authority. Bada bing, bada boom. We got started. It was amazing. So a few days after our first meeting, which was at a church, it was great. Uh, the state president called me and he said that the area president had canceled our group and said that we weren't allowed to do it. And I was hurt in a lot of ways. Uh, I felt like God had called me to do this good thing. And then it got shut down immediately. And so I cried and raged. And said some really ragey prayers, and I just like went on. I just like left my house and walked because I didn't know what to do. I just like couldn't sit still. I was like so upset. I just like walked, and then I came back to my house and I knelt down. And I said, "God, you told me to do something, and I did it. Now you have to fix it." <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, "I was like, you need to fix this. You asked me to do something. I did it. And you need to fix it." And I just like put that, like honestly, in my prayer, and I, and I didn't like doubt the revelation or that we were supposed to do it. And then God did fix it. You know, it, it, things ended up changing, but I still ran this group, and, a, and to like to this day is one of the best things I've, I've ever done. Um, but I'm I'm glad that I I have the kind of relationship with God where I can say you told me to do something, and I feel like you messed it up, and I want you to fix it. Like and um and I I have a lot of prayers like that where I'm just really honest, and I say you know this is happening, I feel like this didn't work. Why isn't this happening? And uh, but then also trusting that that God is there. Yeah, does that ring true to you, Charlie? I wasn't really
1: thinking about it in the context of me, to be honest, I was (laughs) just listening to your story. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. Well, honestly, what I was thinking about when you were talking about that is how a lot of times, like, we have to think of creative solutions because of the, like, less than ideal spaces that we have to operate in and so i i don't i don't know when when you're listening to i don't think that to me it didn't sound like god messed it up it sounded like there was just a way that it couldn't work given like the framework that you lived in like the structure that was around you and so the awesome thing is that you like kept moving forward with it and found a way
0: to make it work within something that was like realistic yeah. If that makes sense, yeah. You know, just just to like add to my story and, and thank you for sharing that. Um, like on my mission, when we taught people how to pray, you know, you address Heavenly Father, you thank him for the blessings he sends, you you ask for blessings, and you end the name of Jesus Christ. Like, there's just like nice little, it's, it's a little primary ago. song, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's, there's the whole primary song. It's great. Um, and uh, I feel like as I've gotten a more secure relationship with God, I just like expose my life and just say, this is what's going on. And and that includes gratitude, and it also includes like pleading and asking and pondering. Um, But uh, it's really led to like better prayers, yeah. Like like I, I, I guess better communication.
2: Yeah, my I feel like in what's happened, like the older I get and the the further along in this process, I I my prayers end up being a lot of like, I mean, I would love for this to happen, but I can see where that maybe isn't the best, you know, like I'm, I know that you know best. I don't know. I kind of want this, but so I feel almost wishy-washy and asking for any sort of outcome. Uh, but I'm honest about, you know, this is what I want, but if I don't get that, then that's fine. And I'm trying to be, uh, more okay, regardless of, of outcomes. And then I second guess that and I'm like, maybe I, maybe, but if I just ask for more things, then, uh, and I would get them, but I don't know. I, I for sure don't have all of that worked out. Like I, I know the, the little the little test that I have, and I and I used to be very critical. Actually, I would get upset at people that would would say, especially to children, that Heavenly Father answers every prayer. And I'm like, oh, we need to stop telling kids that. We we need to tell them that He hears every prayer, but. Uh, but it's not been my experience that he answers every prayer and, and I didn't like just the answer of, well, sometimes it's no, I'm like, yeah, or sometimes it's silence and that's okay. Um, it doesn't feel okay, but it is okay. Uh, but I, I almost figured out that I need to be praying. If I, if I want a prayer to be answered, I need to, I need to pray with a question that is answerable and, and with, uh, since feeling like i've i have more of a secure relationship with him that question now is hey right now are we okay are are you okay with me and 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 i have yet to not get an answer to to that that's been a prayer that he's been very liberal in in answering for me and again going back to mindfulness like That's the most comforting thing. That's what the Holy Ghost can testify to is, yes, actually right now you're okay Mm -hmm. without knowing future things or worrying about past things. Like right now, he's okay with us.
1: So I'm actually reading this fantasy series right now and I, I read really nerdy books and I love them. And there's this character who, something you said, Ben, reminded me of this. There's a character that can like read like emotions and like almost read minds, but only as it relates to him. Like, so if they think about anything else, he doesn't get that, but like, he like can read the person's thoughts about him and like pick up on their like emotions and some other characters discover it. And at first, like they hate him and it's like, I can't believe this is such like an invasion of my privacy. I didn't know this. And he like is trying to do the best he can, but as the book and as the series Mm -hmm. goes on, they like develop Trusting relationships with him. And then they use it as a strength to where they just like learn how to like block when they can, or like just completely like expose what they're feeling. And they can almost like communicate without the words. And then there's like, obviously, it's a book. It's, you know, so there's like situations where Based there's danger. Yeah, or, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's like danger or whatever. And then they like communicate with him and by just like opening up and like exposing everything and just trusting him and anyway what you said ben reminded me of that where you just like like peel open your soul to god and like just allow him to look at everything that's there and like making the prayer more like that i just that was a cool connection for me and then you were saying like answering prayers and like getting gifts and asking for things and i just thought about like i'm not a parent but i'm an uncle and when my nieces or nephews want something and they tell me they want it, I'm like, I want to get this for them to make them happy, right? They're saying, like, I want you to come play with me. I want you to do this, or I want to be Harry Potter for Halloween. Can you help me figure out how to make the costume? Like, I want to give it to them, and I wouldn't know what to give them if they didn't tell me. But because they're able to, like, show, then I put my efforts there. Yeah, And I, I wonder, I don't know, this is just musings, right? But I wonder if, like, the way... God gives us good gifts and like the asking you shall receive is more like that where it's like if we show really what's there and really what we're desiring,
0: then God can like work there. Yeah. I've got a thought to go off with that. That's beautiful. Um, It says in the Bible dictionary that prayer is the act by which the will of the father and the will of the child are like brought into congruence or something like that yeah so it's all about like finding the will of god and like the child will like becomes the father's will um that to me has always meant like well what does god want me to do like this to do thing yeah like i pray so god can help me know what to do and as you were talking i was just thinking as we commune with god what a beautiful thing for god to want us to see ourselves the way that that he does say that again uh what did i say he uh, said as we commune to god what a beautiful way for god
1: to want us to see us the way he sees us, us. yeah something like that <laughs> that really went back and
0: forth a lot for me. <laughs> i lost you T- too many pronouns <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but uh you know i think that my relationship with god suffers when i just am like saying like hey what do i do here um i mean of course those are things to ask and i do want direction and how to act and behave um but also If we, if like, if I can see myself the way that God sees me, like that is going to lead me to make the best of decisions. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a a deeper way. um, But that, but, but really showing yourself is scary. Yeah. But before that, you have to really trust that God
1: is loving and secure because that to me explains why some people are so afraid to ask, like, what should I do God? Because then if God gives an answer, they don't trust that that's actually what's going to be best for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so you're like, you like, yeah.
2: Part of what's happened for me is that um, I've been surprised how many things there are that that he is actually okay either way, mm-hmm. and that that a lot of that like I have to do the right, I have to figure out what the right thing is that he wants me to do, and then I have to do that. That there's actually a lot of that that he's that he's like, you can. Just choose just pick one mm-hmm. that he's not uh i think I think I wanted to um not that I ever thought that he was afraid but but I think just the way that I had thought you know, I had always said that the most the most difficult doctrine of the church for me was um by grace we're saved after all we can do, mm-hmm. and there's a differing uh Dan McClellan or whatever gives a different uh translation of what that is being that it's by grace we're saved despite all we can do Um, which i like a lot lot better um but i just think he's not afraid god's not afraid of of anything that he's not afraid of us making mistakes he's not afraid of uh the expectation isn't for us to get all of this right. Like if I pray hard enough, I'm going to always figure out what he wants me to do and always 100% do what he wants me to do. And on the rare occasion that I don't, I'll repent and the atonement covers it. That, That mentality gave me a lot of anxiety and I just didn't feel as close to God. And so what I feel like now is if I mess something up, if I do something wrong, I'm trying my hardest and I immediately, what I want to do is immediately go to him, and and talk about that and if if i have to repent of that then that's what the atonement's for and it's sort of a. Uh, I was just eric and i were just talking about this it's the shift in mentality from this life being a test versus this life being an experience that that we should learn and grow from like
1: yeah will just oh go ahead no go ahead but well, that just broke my heart because i have always interpreted that verse the way you reinterpreted it despite like what you just did for me like gave me the opposite and i was like oh my gosh people hear that and think i'll be saved if i do everything i can possibly do yeah that like is so oh my gosh i'm so sorry i just want to like give your heart a hug (laughs) because like that was wild for me because i just had the inverse experience where in my mind it's always been After anything, like, you can do whatever, but it's grace that saves you. Yeah. Wow. It's because you're a little younger, Charlie. That's so sad. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And smarter, obviously. But yeah, (laughs) that's true. Yeah.
1: Do you think I'm smarter than Ben?
2: I don't know if I have enough information for that.
1: (laughs) I just wanted to see how you reacted. (laughs) Sorry. We can get back to it. Sure. Okay, so how do we do this? How do we completely open up and expose ourselves god showing the things we are ashamed of and also the things we want
2: i mean probably the only advice that i would have would be to like ugly pray like
1: don't what does ugly pray look like u- to you?
2: ugly pray for me is is to just express how you honestly express how you are feeling and and without uh and again i was worried talking about prayer that uh, then I'm going to say something and everyone is going to be like, uh, none of us pray that way. That was only you. But um, instead of like asking to be stronger or more faithful or like any of the things that would sound good to say, um, but just to just tell him the the things that you would consider just ugly, honest that you typically would not want to say out loud.
1: I just had um. I'm really cool. Are you gonna tell who yours are? Is that
2: what you are gonna <laughs> be? Oh, okay, yeah. No.
1: no, well, I just that reminded me of like we managed to become as a little child, and w- <laughs> me and Ryan. Oh my gosh, we babysat for Ryan's sister last night. <laughs> Sorry, if, I don't know. It was awful. <laughs> like I was like, oh my gosh, this kid is throwing a tantrum. And was, like, screaming, had no, like, and ease, because he wanted his mom and dad to come back. He, like, woke up in the night and was freaking out that they weren't there. And it was, like, uncles babysitting. And he was, like, so shocked by that, right? And he was, like, like just wouldn't listen to anything and just wanted parents to come back. And so, eventually, like, we're, like, <laughs> we're so sorry, but y'all gotta come home right now. Like, this is not a good situation. He's just been screaming. Um, and so, his parents came home and, like, reassured him and put him to sleep. And, and then as that was happening this is maybe too much but i'm just gonna go with it because it's who i am we were watching a taylor swift documentary like while he was sleeping and she talked about the song she wrote called seven and she's like when did i like stop expressing my emotions like when did i learn civility so much that when i'm mad i don't scream when i'm sad i don't cry that i have to like become this person that like right. puts off this front in order to be socially accepted?" And, it seems like what you're saying to do with God is to like scream and cry and become like a kid and not worry about the way you're appearing or what's going to happen. And then like what happened with the kid last night is he did. And honestly, I don't know if that's a perfect parallel. Cause I was like, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> but then parents came home and like saw like, you know what, whatever we're doing as important as it is, isn't more important than reassuring my child right now. Yeah, And I just, Maybe, like you said, like just becoming as a little child, re- releasing the the civility of the prayer. Yeah, if that makes sense.
2: Uh, Eric, who's in the room, um, uh, who's also a therapist, we have
1: still, like a crowd here tonight watching us, uh, like <laughs> a pseudo live event.
2: Talks about like the the cardboard cutout that that we all kind of have in front of ourselves when we're dealing in between us and and other people and. And, uh, which is a shame. I mean, it's a, it's a shame analogy. Um, but, and that, so, so what people are really interacting with is this like, you know, best version of ourselves that we have is the cardboard cutout. And, and so if people are complimenting that you can, again, with shame, you can say, oh yeah, well,
1: it's hitting the cardboard.
2: Sure. Yeah, sure. That's true of the cardboard cutout, but not really true of me. And, and so, I think to some extent, even though I, I logically knew that it was impossible that I knew that God knew me perfectly, I still my interaction with him had the cardboard cut out and Absolutely. and so yeah, there's just uh it it's it's been the the, the biggest life changing thing ever for me to remove that, at least with God for sure, not with other people. Yeah. And and uh and and I am so confident that that the experience for everyone would be just an overwhelming sense of um, love.
0: Yeah, The the thought I had is, um, I I agree with everything that's been said, and and I, I think it's a beautiful thing to do. I think in order to do that, we do need to trust God. And I think maybe a first step in developing this secure relationship is really learning about God. Mm. and you know and the ways i've done that is you know reading the scriptures learning seeing how god interacts with his children um also you know my own interactions but also seeing how like other people's experiences with the divine and hearing them and talking with them about their experiences and reading about them and that's really helped me to know and trust god as well
1: i think the in the same way that the way you're raised and whatever like trauma you experience during your developmental years would impact the relationships the romantic relationships you have an adult i think the wow. ward you grow up in the people you're around the, the culture and even like the country you live in it like is all going to impact the way you view god and people ask all the time like how do you separate like the gospel from the culture and how do you like get a more accurate view for me i read the book of mormon like as you said that but I was thinking that yesterday I was like thinking about stuff and kind of like getting, like my mind was just kind of running. And then I read the Book of Mormon. And I was like, oh, I feel so centered here. And look, here's the answers I'm looking for. They're literally right here. And reading it without the culture, like just, I don't know. And so I love that. Like you learn about God through reading the scriptures and that helps. And we're given very extreme
2: examples of him loving his children no no matter what. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's one of the great things of the the scriptures, like Alma the Younger, you know, I don't know if we're graded on a curve or not, hopefully not. But I was like, well, I mean, I'm not quite as bad as Alma the Younger was.
0: What if we're not graded at all? Yeah. <laughs> Are you
1: comfortable with me asking you a question?
2: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm growing less comfortable the More time that passes.
1: Well, you, we're talking about this like ugly prayer with God what would you say to someone who says that doesn't feel reverent that doesn't feel sacred and god should be revered because i could see how like like for me that inhibits me because i i tend to be more like i need to be like super sacred super reverent in order to commune with the divine how do you be ugly like a kid's throwing how how can you be a kid throwing a tantrum in a like celestial way
2: yeah uh, that's an interesting question. I think uh
1: I got pinched at church when I was doing tantrum. <laughs> yeah. I got
2: well and I and I it will say like, I, I don't think it's appropriate for me to to,
1: to tell someone ugly
2: honest it. pray in like if I was giving the prayer in separate <laughs> meeting. Uh, oh no. So I think that uh I think the audience maybe would, would matter. Okay,
1: yeah, I love but, that.
2: Yeah. But otherwise I don't
1: do you have any um, thoughts,
0: Ben, about, like, having that still be a sacred prayer, even cool. if it... Uh, I think, like, an ugly prayer we have in the scriptures is Enoch praying to God in... Enos? Enoch. Oh, I was thinking Enos. Well, Enos is great, too. Enos, But right. they we're both so ugly yeah. <laughs> when they pray. ugly <laughs> prayers. Uh, but Enoch in Moses 6? Moses 5? 6? I think it's Moses 6. Anyway, um, someone else can fact check it. Uh, but he says, like, God, you're asking me to do this, but I am slow of speech. Like, no one, li- like, no one likes me. And so he he openly shares how he feels and he sees this vision and he sees God weeping. He's like, God, how can you weep? And, you know, it's it's not, th- there's not a lot of emotion here because it's in the scriptures, but, you know, Enoch expressed to God uh, feelings of inadequacy. Like, I can't do this. What you've called me to do, I can't do. And then when he saw God, he's like, how are you like this? This isn't who I expected you to be, someone with these kinds of feelings of sadness. And so, yeah, I, I, I think... So I was thinking about Enoch and you think again. Read the scriptures. I mean, I I read Enos last night. That's actually the scripture that I read. Uh,
1: and like Enos is like, let me tell you the wrestle I had with God. And if you've ever wrestled with someone, like you don't look pretty after. Like your hair is messed up, and you're like sweaty and dirty, and like I don't know. I just like yeah, the imagery of like
2: long conversation. Let me yeah. Talk th- about
1: th- the this long this prayer is a wrestle wrestle. It's a back and forth. It yeah. it feels empowering sometimes. It feels
0: disempowering in others. And in the end, like. Enos asked for some crazy things yeah. and, and, and got them. And the other wrestle, you know, seeing wrestling with God, when Jacob wrestled with the angel, he said, I'm not going to let you go until you give me the blessing I'm asking for. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're very, yeah.
0: That's confident. <laughs> that is some confidence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but he's confident that he's a child of God, that he's divine mm-hmm. and can ask for things. Yep. Like, yeah. I don't know who you are.
2: That feels like next step level for me is more of the
0: a physical wrestle the, with the Angel.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the like the the actions and doing like it it feels like a lot of the stuff that you've been talking about have been like uh action oriented and and mine so far has been more just relational like I just need to know that that we're okay, like our relationship is okay yeah and but I think it's a natural you know there might be a natural progression to that to where you're like, Oh well, yeah,
1: I can do you feel like this conversation is helping you feel like you're more okay with god i
2: mean i've 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 felt the spirit confirming it, but I can't say more yeah. just because I feel like i've been uh it's it this has been a really big deal the last year for me, and I feel like it just is it's just getting more and more cemented that yeah that i i and i i've joked with that before too that i'm like sometimes i actually worry that i'm not worrying enough now because i've spent so much time time worrying about things but
1: well i guess i just bring it up because it seems like as you talk about this and think about it for me like as i if i have any sort of like spiritual struggle the more i like yeah and you know anxiously engaged and trying to figure it out it figures itself out but you seem even like more confident Talking, oh, than you did at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, and maybe I you, just may,
2: is, I assume no yeah, one's listening.
1: And maybe it's now, yeah, it may because yeah, but
2: it is, I think you're not, not
1: thinking
0: about, about everyone else listening. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <that's laughs> true. The moms are very committed.
2: The moms are very
0: committed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can, I, can I share like one final thought, like my takeaway from tonight? Yeah, I feel like I like when I pray, I I just feel like I connect with God easily. Like I feel God's love pretty easily, and I want to do a better job of like sitting. And, like, opening myself up so that I can maybe see God better. Oh. Because I I feel like I have that, I feel like I regularly feel God's love for me, but I haven't had that, like, an experience where I, like, see God weeping like Enoch did. You know, where I, like, see God's emotions besides, like, I love you. And I think maybe I want to try and...
2: That is the yeah. best one yeah. though. And if that, you were to if you to pick one feeling to feel from him, I think
0: that's the best one. The saddest one.
2: No, the, no, the
0: no, love. Oh, you. the love one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Love- <laughs> yeah. yeah. But maybe like uh not just focus so much on me in the prayer, but like God. Yeah. Well that makes it a relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I think going back to your question about uh the the reverence or what was the other word that, that you said? Sadness. Yeah. I, I I feel like what feels true for me is that the the most sacred thing to heavenly Father is is that we have an actual relationship with him, not mm. not just reading about him or learning, but but that we actually, you know i if i if I make mistakes, like my anxiety now isn't about making the mistakes because if i when I'm standing in front of him again, and if the, this list of mistakes come up, I, I can confidently be like, I know, we talked about this, like, a lot. And and I just... I feel like... he he just wants me to be confident in in that, and that that's the most sacred thing to him.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, we started this conversation... the question how do we foster more secure relationships with god and i feel like this whole back half where we kind of really sunk into it we were talking about scripture study meditation and prayer yeah and it's so funny how like you go deep and then like the theme is these things that we know how to do quote unquote and yet like i'm just thinking like do i actually know how to do this like yeah do i am i really focused on Reading scriptures, trying to know God better, communicating with God, making it a relationship, having him see me, and asking to see him. And
0: then, Yeah. it's cool. Yeah. I love it. Great conversations, friends. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you. I think you're wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Thanks yes. for sharing so much. Yeah. And
2: yeah, I'll have a heart attack about it after in the car.
1: Can't wait. <laughs> Which is that's
2: why Eric's here to drive me home. <laughs>
1: I can't. Wa- I can't wait
0: for your ugly prayer tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: And I can't wait to read your children's book.
2: <laughs> oh yes, yeah.
0: I've actually never read Attached, so now I have to read it. You, you haven't. You have to read. I was going to say you might not be as secure as you think you i going have-
2: And if there if there are a lot of moms listening, I really don't think there should be there should be any kids that are allowed to date until they read this book. Oh. I think it is, like, (laughs) huge. Yeah.
0: I'll read it very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Bye,
1: everyone. (laughs)
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you have enjoyed this or other episodes, please consider leaving a review, following us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at questions from the closet, or sharing this podcast with someone you love. And as always, please remember that we do not represent the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Brigham Young University. We're not trying to be prescriptive or tell anyone what to think or what to do.
1: You heard three perspectives and there are many, many more. We encourage you to listen to other voices and hear a wide variety of experiences. If you would like to submit a question or share a comment about today's episode, you can email us at questionsfromthecloset at gmail.com. Until next time.